0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet despite the many upsides of age, one of the hardest lessons the years bring is facing significant grief and loss. Death affects each one of us, and the process of mourning is still deeply misunderstood. Also, we want to know how best to support those we love who are experiencing significant loss in their own lives. And that's where today's guest comes in. Sherry Dunleavy is a former news anchor, a radio talk show host, and a businesswoman. But she's also a mother who has experienced the all encompassing grief of losing a child. It is her heartfelt wish that by sharing her own story, she will help others. Her book is entitled How Can I Help? Your Go To Guide for Helping Loved Ones Through Life's Difficulties. I've read it. I thoroughly recommend it because it's an important read. And it's also my great pleasure and honor to welcome her to the show. So, hi, Sherry. I so appreciate you being here. Oh, Eileen, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I'm here. Well, before we begin with the book itself, I want to say it is beautifully written, it's sensitively written, and uh, I believe, as I'd mentioned just a moment ago, people should should pick up a copy of How Can I Help uh, prior to things going on, because it belongs in everyone's personal library. Uh, it's going to prove a godsend when you need it. Um, but before we get going on the specifics of your suggestions and your tips for helping others in need or who are experiencing grief, you you wrote in your acknowledgments uh, that the book not and pestered you, or the idea to write the book not <laughs> and pestered you too, until you wrote it. So let's begin by you sharing your personal story and and why this book means so much to you. Okay, well, thank you.
1: Um, it means so much to me because when when we lost our son, which was twenty years ago, maybe um, twenty years ago next next month in April, he was born in March and he passed away in April, but I was a, an anchor woman, and I was on television, and um, there were so many people when this was all going on that really helped us and loved us through and, and lifted us up and carried us through. But at the same time, there were a few of our closest friends that just kind of disappeared out of our life. And so that was like a double hurt And through the years, as I became stronger, as I started healing, I really started pondering why that would happen. And I I boiled it down to to three things. The first one is that, you know, it's when you lose a child, especially, um, they say that's the most um, unimaginable pain, the most difficult thing to to deal with. So if you're having children at that age, um, to even reverse you know, spots with us to even think about it, to even go there. It was too painful. So you just had to avoid the situation altogether. Um, The other thing is that I think that maybe some people desperately want to do or say something, but they're so afraid they're going to make it worse. They're going to say the wrong thing. They're going to do the wrong thing. They're going to make us cry. But we're crying anyhow, and it's so much better to have a shoulder to cry on or a hand to be held when you're crying Um, The third thing is that um, I figured that there's just some people that absolutely have no idea what to do or say because they've never gone through anything like this yet. And so I kept thinking if there was just some kind of resource, maybe we could still be friends with these people today. And every time i go to Google, every time I'd walk into a Barnes & Noble, every time I would go on Amazon and do a search, I'd never find anything. And I just kept getting this feeling – that's because you're the one that's supposed to write it and I fought that but the more you fight it the louder that voice becomes until you say okay Mm -hmm. I'll do it Um, and I had to say it publicly I actually went out on, on social media and said it because I wanted to be held accountable I wanted someone that if I was walking in the grocery store and someone said hey Sherry how's that book um, I had to have an answer for them. So I, I felt that if I made my intention public, that would force my hand into actually doing what the voice was calling me to do.
0: Well, and, and in addition to that, I mean, you wrote from your own perspective, but you also did some research with this book. Yes, I did.
1: Um, I At the same time that I went out on social media – And I told everybody what my idea was. I said, who would be willing to help me? Because through the years, Eileen, when I was doing this, when I was wondering this and and I was talking to people, I found out that it's not just death. Um, People seem to not know what to say when you're going through divorce or when you've been diagnosed with cancer, or when you have to give up your job to stay at home and care for a loved one, or when you've lost your job. Um, There's so many difficult things and phases in life that you go through, and people just kind of back away uh, when the going gets rough. And um, so I asked people if they would share their stories with me and if they would share uh, one or two tips of what their friends and family did that helped them through this most difficult time of their life and also share some of the things that maybe weren't so helpful. I don't like to say wrong. I like to say not so helpful because I think that if you're just stepping out in love, um, you can't do a wrong thing. You can't say a wrong thing. But I encourage also people that are going through the tough time to have some grace and mercy on these people even in their awkward state because they are stepping up. They're not
0: stepping away. They're stepping up and that's important. Oh, Sherry, well, again, that just underscores what I said at the beginning. I really think I mean this book is so incredibly helpful on a very practical in a very practical sense, and it is it, uh, trying to support a loved one through such a difficult time is fraught with insecurities for the helper, and you don't want to say the wrong thing. you really want to show your love. but I also like what you just said because you you write also in the book that if we approach these people, our loved ones with a full and caring heart, we really can't go wrong. And and that gives me goosebumps because that's so Mm -hmm. important. But you also say intentions are one thing, but actions are everything. Absolutely.
1: You know, how many times have we – I had an incident where I had a group of people that kept telling me, oh, we want to do something so special for you and your family. Just tell us what to do. And they never ended up doing anything because I never told them what to do. But I didn't want to, that, It's not my job to tell you what to do. If you yeah. want to help me, then step up and offer something. I, I don't even know what day it is, let alone coming up with something thoughtful and wonderful for you to do for me and my family. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're you're, you're it not absolutely makes sense where you can do that. <laughs> And it also, it's something that, you know, would pop out of my, you know, what can I do for you? What can I, let me know. But you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. That's another thing that this book provides all these tips. But they are, many of them are extremely easy. And one of the most important (laughs) tips that you write about is the mere act of listening. Yes. You don't have to say a word. You know,
1: and it's fine to say I have no idea what to say to you right now, but I love you, and I'm here, and that's all you have to do. And you can sit and watch The Price Is Right or Wheel of Fortune or whatever. You know, you don't have to do another thing.
0: And and also you and I, I recently experienced a loss in my own life, and and the 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 person who was grieving the need to tell your story over and over and over and over again until mm-hmm. it comes out is, is critical. Yes. It's, and it's healing. And if people
1: realize that, um, and, and I think especially uh, for women, well, that's how women process things. We are big communicators for the most part. And so we're trying to process this, make sense out of it and telling a story over and over and over again actually is lending to the healing process. So don't try to rush someone along. You know, I know that sometimes it can be frustrating to hear that same story over and over again. But you know what? Just just be there with an open heart and an open ear and, you know, and
0: loving arms to, you know, give them a big hug. Well, another thing that and it's a simple, simple act, but you write about it and it is meaningful, is to just send someone a sympathy card or write a note. Is there something about receiving uh, a physical card through the mail that you realize someone maybe at a distance or, or someone who you don't see every day is really sending you their love and, and best wishes and support?
1: Absolutely. And it's something that's tangible and um, I'm very sorry for, for your loss. Um, Let me make that very clear. I I, I can't even imagine maneuvering through that, Um, but it's something that all of us are going to face at one time or another, but I just wanted to send my deepest condolences to you. Having something tangible. Um, My son died 20 years ago and I still have some cards. Um, and and that, you know, that's something that you can hold on to, something that you know that someone took the time to literally go to the store, you were on their mind. Pick out a card, you were on their mind. Write out a note, you were on their mind. Address it and stamp it and walk it to the mailbox, you were on their mind. You were in their heart. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so much simpler than, uh, so sorry for your loss, you know, and, and a little uh, praying hands emoji on Facebook, you know, um, it, th- those cards are meaningful and they're tangible and there's something that you can go back to when you need, when you need to feel that love and support.
0: Yeah, well, and and Sherry, thank you on a personal level. Thank you very much. Uh, Also, I wanted to mention that in addition to the, the, I think, really important things like showing up, which you say is is it, showing Mm -hmm. up, listening, sending a card, there are super practical ways that you can support someone, uh, especially if you live fairly close by. And what are a couple of things like that? So you don't have to go, how can I help you? You know what you can do.
1: Well, right. And here's here's what I tell people. How many times have we said, I mean, literally, I have to catch myself from saying, if there's anything I can do let me know. You know, we have, and we mean that. If there is anything that I yeah. could do that would help you, I would I would I would love to do it. But don't put it on that person. So maybe take 3, two or three things that you're willing to do. You know, can I mow your grass? Do you need me to pick up groceries for you? Can I um Can I do laundry for you? Can I bring over a meal for you? Things that you're willing to do. I don't say um, I'll clean your house because I'm not willing to do that. I don't even like cleaning my (laughs) house. But... bring over some food you know Um, so I I, you know just say something that you're willing to do that that you know might help them and and sometimes you know like if you've lost a spouse and their job was to mow the lawn take out the garbage you're not even thinking about that until it's like oh my gosh my grass is so high so if someone thought enough to offer that what a
0: gift and a blessing that would be absolutely uh, and that way too by offering a, a few things that again you are happy to do for someone that you care about they can pick what would be the most helpful to them at that, that mm-hmm. time it's a specific because when you're in stress like you said you're not thinking oh i need the you know i need i need a chicken at the grocery store so, i mean you can add right. but i i just think that by offering choices and specifics can be just a, you know a godsend to people going through things like this now you also have <laughs> some as and i I like the way you termed it. I believe it was like unhelpful words or unhelpful phrases. Yeah. Uh, one of them that stood out for me, I thought, was, oh, I know how, I know just how you feel. I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's not a, a helpful,
1: that, that's really not a helpful phrase. It seems to, to hurt people at some time. But at the same time, I want to tell the people that are on the receiving end of that. It's just an awkward phrase that someone who loves you is saying to try to make you feel better. So if you receive it in that manner, um, have the grace. But if, if that is something that, you know, is on the tip of your tongue, that probably isn't the most helpful thing to say because that wasn't your spouse. That wasn't your child. So you really do not know. Um, so, you know, you can phrase it as, I have no idea how you're feeling, but I, you know, I, that kind of pain, I, I have, I have experienced, but not your pain, you know, I mean, that you can relate it to them, but not try to like one up them.
0: Empathy, right. but not oh, the comparison. it. there's nothing. Game. Wait do you I tell you my pain? Yes. <laughs> absolutely sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, I I wanted to let our listeners know that the book How Can I Help is not only limited to uh, things about death, or or uh, you you do you have chapters on, as you mentioned, job loss, on supporting a friend through a terminal illness diagnosis or a chronic disability, and just before we go, I would like to mention, too, that um, you are a big believer in the power of prayer. I am. In fact, there were two things that overwhelmingly were the most important things
1: that people who I interviewed said meant the most, and that was just being there and prayer. In fact, people said that the, 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 they, the prayers were palpable. They could literally feel them. They, they felt that they were being lifted up and carried through by the power of prayer. So just the thought that someone's stopping down, thinking of you and going to God on your behalf is powerful. It really is. And I know that it has carried me through so many times in my life. Um, one other tip, if I may share, because I, this is not in my book. This was when I was giving a talk, and I think that it was one of the biggest blessings someone could have done, and I want to share it with your audience. If you are in the medical field and you have worked with medical bills, offer to go through bills wow. and help them sort them out. Because one woman told me that her friend said she didn't want to be intrusive, but if she needed help with the medical bills, and she said she just broke down crying because they were so overwhelming, and she had no idea how to navigate that sea of paper that just kept coming in the mail every day. And I thought,
0: that is a marvelous gift you could give someone. Oh, Sherry, I'm so glad you took the time to share that because you are absolutely right. That kind of thing, you're not thinking clearly anyway. Your you know, right. your attention span is all over the place and this is really frightening to have all these bills coming in. What a gift. You're mm-hmm. right. What an absolute yes, gift. Yes. Well, and Sherry, you are a gift. This book is a gift. Uh, where can our uh, listeners go online to find out more about you and this, uh, and how can I help this fabulous book? I know you have an active Facebook page. I do have an active Facebook page, Sherry Dunlevy, And my name is
1: S-H-E-R-R-I-E. Um, a lot of, there's so many different ways to spell Sherry. But you can go to SherryDunleavy.com and there you can get, um, you can get a copy of my book, but um, you can sign up on my website and anyone who signs up today or who listens to this, I have a free download of four things to never say to someone when they're going through grief. To, so don't, you know, these four things don't say to a grieving person. So you can have that tip sheet for free for, for your listeners, but it's www.SherryDunlevy.com. And um, you can go on Amazon and get my book too. But if you go
0: through my website, I'll sign it for you. Oh, Sherry. Sure. Well, I, again, I appreciate all your time and your help. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Step out of your fear and step out in love. Remember, this is not about you, this is about helping those you love who are when they need you the most.
0: Well, that is a wonderful thought because you're absolutely right. A lot of times we're worried about, oh, what's going to come out of our mouths. It's not about you. It's about coming with mm-hmm. an open, loving heart and, and helping those who can really use it. So, And you have helped me a lot, Sherry. I, I appreciate your expertise, your wonderfully helpful tips in this book. And thank you so much for your time, too. Thank you so much, Eileen, and um, I, it was just a, it was
1: just a joy to get to know you better today. Thank
0: you. Well, back at you, Sherry, and I do urge all of you listeners out there, check out Sherry's uh, Facebook page. Again, her name is spelled S-H-E-R-R-I-E, her beautifully written book, How Can I Help?, your go-to guide for helping loved ones through life's difficulties, because there's no better gift you can give than, than helping a friend in need at this point. So get it before you need it, because you're going to have the comfort of knowing that this resource is, is that there at a time when it will support you and those you care about. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.